Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody and welcome to the Are You Listening podcast where two friends sit and talk about music for about an hour or so. One of us has listened to a record and suggested it to the other one to listen to for a week. I'm Scott, and I'm here with my friend Brand. My friend, how are you today? Hello, hello. I got a cup full of tea too hot to drink and a belly full of croutons, and I'm ready to rock and roll. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're talking about Fort Minor uh, and the record The Rising Tide, which you had never heard the full project of, possibly a single or two. Two, I believe. Yeah, okay. I thought so. I think that... want to say where there were only like three singles in total but two yeah, really when we hit. talk about it i may have heard all three of the singles when we talk okay about it. all right well uh fort minor was the american hip-hop side project of mike shinoda who is better known as the rhythm guitarist and keyboardist producer and rapper of the american rock band lincoln park shinoda created fort minor in 2004 as a hip-hop vehicle for collaborations with ryan patrick magan better known as Ryu on this record, and Takbir Bashir, better known as Tak, who themselves hail from the underground hip-hop group Styles of Beyond. Shinoda began recording songs for the side project following the release of Collision Course in November of 2004. Collision Course being the EP that Linkin Park did with Jay-Z. I figured as much. I actually never listened to. Seems wild. It's two of your favorite artists of all time. It seems really wild. You haven't listened to that. Just, I, I didn't want to mix my peanut butter and chocolate. This album kind of mixes your peanut butter and chocolate. Only a little bit. Like if, <laughs> only a little bit. There's there's so little of the rock side of Linkin Park on this. Yeah, maybe, maybe just on me for thinking of Linkin Park as much more of just a rock project as opposed to a rock hip hop mashup. Sure. Cause then this does feel like you're mixing it because it, it, it's still, I mean, we'll talk about it, but it's still very Lincoln park sounding at times. Some of it's not, it's not, it's not Lincoln park at all. It's not, it is not. No, it's Fort minor on March 4th, 2005 Shinoda announced in an interview with MTV because they used to do music interviews, uh, that he was working on a solo hip hop album serving as the albums and serving as the album's producer. So not only was he performing, he was producing the record too. Oh, I think this thing would sound way different if he wasn't producing it. (laughs) This sounds like Mike Shinoda production. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Shinoda also stated that he played every instrument on the album, except the strings, percussion, or choir parts, because he only has one voice. He can't do choir. But like strings and percussion are also a big part of the record. So you yeah, played, what did I he know. play? What did he play? <laughs> he played the keyboards and the oh, drum machine. Okay. So <laughs> I so I could say I I I host this entire podcast alone except for the times when you're on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a it's a weird it's a weird it, yeah, I mean I know. That's kind of why I, I wrote it in the notes, because I was like, okay, 
what did he actually do then? (laughs) That's like saying, like, no, my car is an automatic except for when I have to shift it. (laughs) It it goes. (laughs) Like my automatically. Yeah, it shifts itself except for when I gotta hit the clutch and shift it. It's a a really weird it's a weird sentence. It's a weird way to go about it. I did everything except for the stuff I didn't do. Yeah, we figured (laughs) we figured that's what you meant. Got it. Hip-hop icon Jay-Z served as the album's executive producer and was consulted, as well as Linkin Park lead guitarist Brad Delson, about which songs would make the album's final cut. Some parts of the discussions were actually included on the album. Yeah, I heard heard Jay-Z on here. Yeah, you hear Jay-Z a couple times on here. It's interesting that he doesn't feature anywhere, though. He's like, you know what? Nah. Nah, you (laughs) you don't get a verse. You just get random conversations that like somebody recorded on their phone. <laughs> yeah, you you can text me and then like maybe, yeah. maybe but I'm not. Nah, I'm not doing that. Not yeah. Nah. <laughs> Shinoda's motive for the rising tide was to express his hip hop background after his new experiences in the music industry. He stated that he became antsy. I wanted to make hip hop again. You know, I always have to mix it with other things, and I didn't want to have to mix it. I just wanted it to be pure hip-hop. Okay, and he talks about that in some of these tracks. Yeah, one in particular that's pretty brash, pretty brazen. I don't know, I feel... Because, yes, I do I do recognize and acknowledge that Linkin Park, at least the first two records, are new metally. Yeah. And then didn't Crash Course happen after the first two, though? Yeah, yeah. But so I never, it was that I, time, yeah. Even with those things, though, I, 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 and again, like I said, I acknowledge that they're new metal, but they never spring to mind to me as new metal because, like, Lincoln Park kind of has a Lincoln Park sound. Like, I don't really. Yeah. When I when you say new metal, like, I automatically get like Corn and Mudvayne, those kind of vibes, like Limp Biscuit. Limp. I was trying to keep them out of the discussion. For they will once. never. If there's uh, ever an opportunity, <laughs> if there's ever an opportunity to wedge Limp Biscuit into a conversation, I'm going to do it. But yeah, I definitely don't put them in that same category. Like Lincoln Park is just Lincoln Park to me. But without the success of new metal, Hybrid Theory does not do numbers. It does. Sure. I'm and that, I'm not saying anything about the next record because the next record was a little bit farther away from that. But Hybrid Theory alone, yeah. it, it's one of the pinnacles of the new metal explosion. Like it's that's right. that is a huge record for that. And new metal was the hottest genre at the time. So Hybrid Theory obviously was helped from that. Yeah, I'm just bummed that it that it is <laughs> like that record is just so I'm trying to think of the right word to explain my feelings on that record, but it's just so good. Like it, it's beyond new metal to me. I, and I think that's because the band surpassed that new metal label as a few other bands have. And a lot of other bands couldn't do. Yeah. But I, I wonder what hybrid theory would sound like to ears of somebody today. That's never heard it. Like, I, I, I don't know if they would hear the new metal or if it would, because let's be real genre, combining and genre bending is the kind of the archetype of music today. Like you just throw a bunch yeah. of genres together. Right. So I wonder if, if it would just sound like, Oh, this is just, this is just rock. You know, that like that they would just explain it as rock. Yeah. Or if it would sound like, Oh, this sounds dated. I don't know. I can, I will never know if hybrid theory sounds dated because to me it's perfectly dated where it needs to be. Like right. I love it. Yeah. I love it yeah. so much. It's a timeless record that got, that has like a, perfect placement in time for me which is really weird to say is that a 10 is that a 10 out of 10 like, for you ah uh, i don't you know that perfect. it's a 10 i did i did say that i did use the p word oh man now i have to go back and listen and see if it's a 10 out of 10 <laughs> all right this isn't a Lincoln park episode my bad <laughs> no it's not um shinoda explained the name of his project and the album in an interview with fixins music saying i wanted to send out the message that i'm not doing this just to get more attention to myself as a person it's more about the music than me and i thought by putting another name on it it would keep the attention on the music fort represents the more aggressive side of the music minor can mean a few things if you're talking about music theory the minor key is darker I wanted to name the album rather than having my name on the cover because I want people to focus on the music, not me. 
In fact, the reason I named the record The Rising Tide is because it's a play on words. This tide group of people are coming up together in the context of this record. So just so you know, this is a Fort Minor project, not Mike Shinoda. I will, from, from here on, I'll be referring to it as a Mike Shinoda record. Just so we're- <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny because that, that, that's word for word an interview he did. And I was like, man, how many times do you have to say that it's a, like, a group and not just you? And like when this came out, uh, mid-2000s, right? Yeah, uh, 2005. Yeah, when this came out, it's not like, I mean, Lincoln Park were big, but we weren't in a time where everybody recognized every band member because they're all over the internet. Like, if they were fans, right. you might recognize them, but yeah. nobody would be like, oh, that's that dude from Lincoln Park. So it's it's weird <laughs> right. that he's, he has to do that interview and constantly say, this isn't about me. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody ever said it was. Settle down. Yeah. Put your record very, out. We'll listen. Very to it. few people know who you are, anyway. <laughs> yes, like not not now, of course. Like you say, Mike Shinoda, and most people who were listening to music around this time will know who he is. Well, I mean, Lincoln Park became one of the biggest bands of the time. Like they, oh were yeah, huge, just absolute gigantic. And then, especially with Chester's uh, suicide and everything, like they came more in the spotlight because of that, which is a bummer. Yeah. But it is a bummer. But yeah, Mike Shinoda is definitely known now. But that interview, if that interview took place today and he was putting out a re- like Fort Minor for the first time, it would make sense. In 05, I don't know if that interview yeah. makes a whole lot of sense. I, I, the interview was probably before the record came out, so probably 04. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even earlier. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's um, what we needed. Right. Uh, the Rising Tide was released November 22nd, 2005. It's 16 tracks with a runtime of 51 minutes and 28 seconds. It charted and peaked at number 51 on the Billboard Hot 200. Despite the low peak, the album has exhibited staying power, selling 300,000 copies in the U.S. and 400,000 copies worldwide. The Recording Industry Association of America certified the album platinum in sales on June 21st, 2018. So 13 years later, it's platinum. It's still a platinum record. I don't care yeah. how long it takes. A oh, platinum for record sure. is still a platinum record. Yeah. And you can say that the band now just has a platinum record, like record. Like they don't have any other records out, albums out. So Oh yeah. So they're just they're, a platinum band. Yeah, they're just a platinum band. <laughs> it's wild to think that Styles of Beyond have a platinum record. Right. Because this is just as much their record as well. Not just as much, but they're on like more. I mean, they're more than just a feature on this record because they're on a bunch of tracks. Yeah, a bunch. A bunch is true. Too many. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We'll we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah, we will. We'll get there. That's really all the notes I have, but I have like our our billboard charts and all that. Uh, So we'll go over that. Billboard Hot 100. For the week of November 26, 2005. I can't remember if these are... We've gone over these before? Quite possibly, though. So, number one, Chris Brown with Run It. That's a fucking jam session. We've talked about Chris Brown briefly, about how, you know, much of a piece of shit human he was. He, he, you know, the Rihanna situation and everything. Oh, yeah. And and I think you said that that for some reason, you draw a line, you can't listen to Chris Brown. Nope. The same yeah, way. there's there's a few people that are like that. Yeah, there's and over the past few years, I think Chris Brown has taken a backseat of that for me just because I haven't heard anything else like that. And there right. is other artists doing much worse things. Not not trying to downplay that at all. Not trying to yeah, do that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Just saying there are monsters among us, I guess. And <laughs> yeah. Chris Brown isn't as bad as a monster Seemingly, I have no idea. I don't know personally. I don't know his personal right. life, but yeah. I haven't heard anything else about that. So th- yeah. I could go back and re-listen to that song. I think, and I'd be okay. I don't think okay. it would, you know, bother me the way it would bother you. Yeah, I just can't do it. I give very few second chances. I think, but people do grow. Like people can change and grow. Sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping he did. I'm hoping he's not doing real dumb shit. And he probably is just under the radar. Yeah, I don't want to eat these words, but it's possible. Uh, uh, number two is Gold Digger by Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx. 
Yeah, that song was gigantic. Yeah. And I always found it weird that Jamie Foxx was a feature on a Kanye song. Uh, Jamie Foxx was doing music at this time. What else was, yeah, what he, else was the other big hit? Blame well, it on he the, did the Ray, was the big hit. He did the Ray Charles biopic and then thought he was a singer. But he was on some giant songs. Blame It's a huge song. Yeah. Gold Digger's a huge song. Yeah. But is it because of Jamie Foxx? I, he didn't hurt it, I don't think. <laughs> Blame it is Jamie Foxx's solo song. Oh, is it really? Um, T-Pain's featured. Oh, T-Pain was the feature. And that track won the Grammy for Best R&B Performance by a duo. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. So Jamie Foxx did it. <laughs> like Jamie Foxx. It's not Jamie Foxx thought he was a musician. Jamie Foxx put out a record, won a Grammy. And I think won a Grammy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, think I that qualifies as a musician. <laughs> uh, number three is My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. Wow, this is such a weird moment, a weird time in music. Yeah. That song, I don't I don't believe in like guilty pleasures much because I mm-hmm. just feel like if you enjoy something, you enjoy something. You enjoy it, yeah. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. But... <laughs> Ooh, like I love it. <laughs> Spending all your money on me. That's that song, right? Spending I have no idea. She's got me spinning. I think that's it. I have no idea, dude. I think it is. I, think <laughs> I it was is. never I think... a Black Eyed Peas guy. See, I, this was when Fergie was taken off to be her own thing, I think. Okay. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it so much, but I do, I do like it. Like, yeah. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't listen to the whole thing, but you give me like a, a minute clip of it. Like if we, if they made hit clips still, you remember hit clips? You're probably too I've old n- for hit clips. No. Yeah. Hit clips were like keychains that okay. had thir- 30 second song clips on them. Like so licensed ringtones? song clips. It was like pre cell phone ringtones. Oh, okay. So like it, uh, it was, it was huge during the end when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were going back and forth. Cause like oh, they both gotcha. had one. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Like, it was big pop music. Oh, gotcha. hit clip. It was, like, how they made us pay. Because it, it was probably, I don't I don't remember the price, probably $15 for one and 30 seconds of the song. And that's it? That was all that was that's, on there? That's all you got. That's it. it was like, you're done. a keychain with a short MP3 in it? I think and a the terrible speaker? Was, I think the keychain, oh, yeah, it was horrible quality. Yeah, but I bet. If, if you go back and listen to some of those like the boy band stuff, even the pop stuff at the time, the production was not cared about. Like it's yeah. even bad on vinyl. It sounds bad on lossless MP3 files. Like it sounds bad, <laughs> period. It's just a weird production time. But you know what isn't badly produced? My uh, humps. My humps was produced into the ground. Will I am, man. I think he's yeah. a genius. Probably. Coming in at number four, we have Soul Survivor by Young Jeezy featuring Akon. Yeah, I like that song. I'm a fan. I was yeah, that, that's where I was in this time probably. Yeah, that, that track was right where I was this time. I gotcha. I mean, I I was listening to my Homs secretly, <laughs> <laughs> but Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor was bumping in the whip though. I do love Jeezy. And coming into number five, Photograph by Nickelback. Your favorite. You love it. <laughs> oh, dude. The one thing I'm trying to always avoid is to make this seem like a shitting on Nickelback podcast. Yeah. So I just it's so hard just, to do though. You can just move on. Like we just it's don't just too easy. <laughs> I mean, Nickelback wouldn't be as successful as they are if people didn't like them. So whether That's they true. like them secretly or not, enjoy what you enjoy. It's just I don't. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan. A little further down the list, we have a couple of songs that you and I might have been into a little bit more. Uh, coming in at number eight, "Because of You" by Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Your girl, Your yeah. girl. We always. I love that song. It always comes back to Kelly Clarkson for you, for sure. That's like the the nucleus of your musical atom. Kelly Clarkson is in I, that nucleus. I don't know that that's true. She's <laughs> she's on the outside orbiting around the nucleus, sure, but so she's just a, a strong electron. Then, sure, we'll we'll give it that. By the way, no fucking clue what I'm talking about. No idea. Those are just, no, those are just words that <laughs> exist. I don't know if I said anything right. 100%. Number 11, Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy. I hated it at the time because of what it quote unquote represented. 
Like it yeah. was like selling out of punk rock somehow. I I don't know. It's a good yeah. story. It's a weird thing for people who are into punk rock that yeah. morphed into pop punk and then saw it get super popular and then oh. other bands latch onto the sound and try to do something a little bit different with it and then be considered sold out, like selling out. Yeah. Even though the yeah. bands you liked are probably wishing they could sell out even half as hard as Fallout Boy. 100%. That's the funniest thing I've I, I've always thought about, like the quote unquote selling out is that every band that you have seen play live in a small club wishes that they could do arena tours like these guys did. Yeah, at least like a run of them, like at least a one album like run of them. And then you can go back to your clubs, but just make that money like that's For that's sure. They win. Yeah, just give me one solid record and a good tour run. Yeah. Let me make that money. And then, yeah, I'll go back to playing your little basement shows and stuff. I don't care who sells out now. Do whatever you gotta do. No, I don't either. Like I, I've gotten to the point where I look at it like it's the music business. Like, sure, mm-hmm. you're putting feelings and and your heart into making music, but overall, it's consumed by the public. So, get your money. I could just imagine if Bring Me the Horizon would have done their switch when I was heavy into bring me the horizon, like, oh, like earlier on in their career. Yeah. yeah. I would have been so mad. And then I would have missed out on same great fucking album. I, I liked everything they've done, which is wild to think of because there was a time because where all I wanted was, was liquor and love loss. And I, I remember saying that I want Ollie Sykes, like helmet haircut. <laughs> I didn't have the head shape for it. It wasn't possible. (laughs) Right. But I wanted it badly. It's funny how when you're younger, you look at things a lot differently as to when like you get older and realize certain things about the world. That's because when the younger you are, the smaller your world is. Yeah, for sure. So then like you you could segment out everything like, well, I wouldn't do that because ABC and then you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, this this world is oh, giant. I have a mortgage. This world, <laughs> this world doesn't care about me. So I wish I could sell this fucking I wish I could sell out. Yeah, 100 percent. And then coming in at number 13, Stay Fly by Three Six Mafia featuring Young Buck and Eight Ball and MJG. Man, is that song good? That speaking of ringtones, I had that as a ringtone on my flip phone. Yes. Did you have a razor? I, 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 I did, but it was this was pre-razor. Gotcha. I never got the razor. I, I was jealous of everybody who had a razor. I didn't get razor at the peak of razor. I got razor like after people were getting the ones like the sliding phones with keyboards. Oh, the sidekick. The sidekick or like the the Verizon had like a or LG had like a Voyager. Like they all just had oh, different okay. sliding. Like, yeah, the full keyboard was what everybody wanted. And I did not have one <laughs> because yeah, I was me, behind me the times with a razor. Yeah, me too. So we've gone over the top, uh, the top five of the Hot 100. I have the number one album for the week of November 22nd, 2005. Do you want to take a guess at what it is? Because we've Black had a few... Beans. We've had a few episodes where we've talked about things in this same time period. Is it any album that has a single in that top five? I'm sure it does. You have the answer. Why couldn't you tell me yes or no? Why do you have to be cryptic about it? Because the answer is that's what I call music or whatever the hell it's called. Now 20. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, quite possibly all five of those in the top five are on that record. How do you feel about the British version of those, by the way? They have a British version of those? The British one, like, what's the American one on now? Like, 74, 75, something like that? Yeah, probably. Whenever the English one started, the British one was already on, like, 60. Oh, so it's like 304. And what made me discover that is because I went on an adventure back when I was illegally downloading things where I was like, I want to download <laughs> all the nows. I want all the nows. I want to download them. Oh, man. And no. I tried. I downloaded like the first. There was like one file that was like the first 10 and all of them were like these songs. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I didn't know. I didn't know any of the artists. I didn't know any of the songs because I was like, I was expecting 
like Britney Spears on the first one, and I got oh, sure, yeah. who, whoever this is. This Kylie British Minogue. Actor. I it, I think it was even pre Kylie Minogue. I need to look up when that. <laughs> oh first wow, came out that's wild. Conceived in the office of Virgin Records in London and took its name from 1920s British advertising poster for Danish bacon featuring a pig saying, now that's what I call music, as it listened to a chicken <laughs> singing. That's so wild. The first now was released on the 28th of November, 1983. Whoa. And featured, and featured UK hit singles from that year on a double LP or cassette. Oh, wow. On the first one. You had, uh, I, I guess I'll just write down artists because the songs, whatever. Yeah. Phil Collins, Duran Duran, UB40, Heaven 17, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Malcolm McLaren, Bonnie Tyler, Culture Club, Men Without Hats, Kaja Gugu, Mike Oldfield, Men at Work, Rock City Crew, Rod Stewart, Paul Young. New Edition, another Kaja Gugu. They were killing it in 83. Wow. Tina Turner, The Human League, Howard Jones, UB40. Peebo, Bryson, Roberta Flack, Tracy Allman, Will Powers, Genesis, The Cure, Simple Minds, Madness, and Culture Club. I could get down with probably like half of those. Which I think is the you could say the same about like the Amer- like most of the American ones, if we're being honest. Yeah. There is not one of these nows in Britain that isn't at least platinum. Wow. Up until number 100. Number 100 did not go platinum. Number 101 went platinum. And then it, then after that, it's like gold, silver. So from 1983 83. to 19, no, to 2018. Wow. Platinum record twice, three times a year sometimes. Wow. Like number one, three times platinum, two times platinum, two times platinum, four is just platinum. Two times, four times, two times, four times, two times, four times, two times, two times, four times, two times. Holy shit. Jeez. Number 29 went five times platinum. Number 41 went, number 44, seven times platinum. Holy cow. That's seven million copies. Seven times platinum. Okay. This isn't the now cast. We may do an episode on Now That's What I Call Music (laughs) because I am very intrigued now to get down to more of these track lists. Now on to other albums that were released in November 2005. Kind of a weird a weird mix here and I'll, I'll tell you why afterwards if you don't catch on uh first november 1st releases were Lagwagon's resolve you have not listened to Lagwagon, at least a full never project never of never a full project just a few yeah. tracks ozzy osbourne released undercover which is a covers album oh i might be in i might be yeah. in on that yeah and then Slipknot released 9.0 live, which is live. Which I like. One of the only live records I like. It was pretty good. I'm not a big live record guy. I, I can if I really care about the band and I, or if I've seen them even. Like if I've seen sure. them, I can go to a live record. Yeah. But Slipknot is one of those that I've never seen. Like one of the only bands that I've you, never you seen, seen that I, I have I have not. And Oh, man. I feel that time has passed because I don't want to hear... Stone Sour or Slipknot Light, so I'm good. I've seen uh, Slipknot probably like three times. I think they put on a great show. If I saw the the only time that I like, if I had a time machine for the sole, we're not talking like stopping nine eleven and shit for the sole reason of the time <laughs> just machine, just to go back and see a show. Back, it would be the, like the post Iowa tour, Iowa, like yeah. when they're playing all of Iowa. Because holy shit, would that be fucking intense? Yeah. I don't think I saw them at that time. Might have been after their third record. But yeah, I saw like, them lit- around that time. Literally one of the only bands. It, 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 the, absolutely the only one that I can think of off top that I've never seen that I wanted to see. Was, yeah, the, that's really surprising. Like that band in particular is really surprising to me that you didn't see them. They never really came locally unless it was with a like a giant festival, which at that sure. point it's like. Oh, cool. I could see them for like 30 minutes. Like yeah, I wanted to see show. a show yeah. show. I didn't want to see them doing a set. Yeah. November 8th, August Burns Red came out with Thrill Seeker, which is their debut. Are you an August Burns Red guy? I am of a few records. Which What's the cover of that one? Like a collage skull looking thing. Like bullets for teeth and yeah, it just looks like a collage that makes up a skull. I did not know that was their first record. Yep. I thought it was their second record. I thought Messengers was their first record. Kenny Chesney came out with The Road and The Radio. I know you're a big Kenny Chesney fan. No, I'm not. That's more you. 
<laughs> that is not me. I'm not a Kenny Chesney guy. No, there there are some country artists that were doing like that kind of country in that time that I would liked, but Kenny Chesney, there's probably a few songs, but I never Yeah. I honestly, uh, I don't know if there's many country records at all that I've listened to the whole country record. I've just heard country sure. songs that I like. I've never went went out and listened to whole country records. You're a now that's what I call country kind of guy. Yes, but not that. <laughs> do they even have those? They definitely do because I saw they have a now that's what I call yacht rock. Oh, no. No. It's just nothing but Steely Dan. <laughs> also coming out on the 8th, Limp Biscuits Greatest Hits. Sure. Yeah. Sure, Limp Biscuit. Putting out the greatest two, hits of their two records, yeah, yeah. I'll just listen to the records. How about that? Yeah, yeah. But there are some there, and you will learn eventually. Their their albums are kind of wild, where there there is shit that could be removed, and you don't fucking need it. And there are like, oh, I'm, weird, I'm sure there is. And there's like weird tone shifts at times, also. So a greatest hits probably helped them as a band, if we're being honest. Yeah. Next up. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> next up. Uh Sepultura came out with Live in Sao Paulo. Another live record. 2005, yeah. you're the live. Yeah, and and compilations, like greatest hits and cover rock records. There's so many more. Like on the 15th, Alanis Morissette came out with The Collection, which is a greatest hits album. Green Day came out with Bullet in a Bible, which is a live album. Carrie Underwood came out with Some Hearts which is her debut. And then Pitbull came out with money is still a major issue. Good for Pitbull. It is wild. He's been around that long though. It's wild. He's been, I, I, I honestly, if you would have said Pitbull had an album out in 05, I'd be like, nah, no, nah, I didn't. <laughs> right. He just kind of has always been around. Like he's just kind of always existed. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about him other than doesn't he rap in Spanish? Yes. Yeah. I, I can't speak Spanish, so that doesn't help. On the 22nd, The Bouncing Souls came out with Live, their live album. More like 2000 Live, am I right? <laughs> right? Uh, Britney Spears came out with Be In The Mix, the remixes. Pass. Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age came out with Over The Years and Through The Woods, which is their live album. What the hell is going on? Dude, for real, this is a crazy, a crazy month for releases. It's like everybody just put their careers into neutral for a month. They're like, I yeah. wonder. I wonder if it was because Christmas was coming up. Maybe. Yeah, that, that could be a You know what I mean? I don't know. Weird uh, anyway. Chameleonaire came out with The Sound of Revenge. No idea. And then lastly, I have System of a Down came out with Hypnotize on November 22nd, 2005. Was that pre or like which one's first? Hypnotize or Mesmerize? I think Hypnotize was first and then Mesmerize came out. Okay, then I definitely still really liked Hypnotize, and then I think I fell off at Mesmerize. I think I did too. Actually, I think I I think I fell off at Steal This Record. Was that one of their records? Yeah, it was. I don't know pre, which one it was, but yeah, I think it was before Hypnotize. And then I tried to get back on with Hypnotize, and it was pretty decent. And then Mesmerize came out, and I was like, "Oh no, Toxicity is almost a flawless record. It is amazing. I love Toxicity." It's in my it's in my rotation this month, and it is unbelievable how good that shit is. Yeah, it's super good. But that's all the notes I have. If we want to jump into your uh, into your track by track assessment of the Rising Tide by Fort Minor, we can yeah, jump we can into that. that. We can jump into that with Sweet. the first track off of Fort Minor's The Rising Tide intro. Intro introduction. introduction. Just some, some noises. It's whatever. I, I don't think it. Is necessary. I don't think it needs to be on here. It's just well, kind of. There's like a little seconds. bit of a feature at the end of it. Doesn't matter to me though. I was fine with it. I didn't care. Get rid of it. You don't like the J feature on the end? A guy talking is not a feature. It's J. Doesn't matter. It's Jay Z. I also don't know why he's on here. Although I do know why he's on here because the executive produced it and yeah. because. By the way, when I heard that, the first thing I thought of the first time was this had to come out after their record together like it had yeah. to. that was the, that was yeah. the only thing in my head i was like there's no way this comes out without that happening right so we'll just move on to the first track oh man that, that's like my number one song on this record well i'm glad you liked that song. <laughs> it's not really not not really first track is remember the name yep. this song was everywhere yes for 
years, this song yeah. was everywhere. I remember it specifically from an NBA game mm-hmm. that I played. Yeah. And then WWE also used it as the intro for WrestleMania one year. Yep. And then it was also like all over to sports highlights and trailers and all kinds of shit. Like this thing was everywhere. And I I didn't know this was Fort Minor, I guess, or I did know, but didn't put it together. But I yeah. definitely knew this song. I, I know that math equation by heart. <laughs> it did remind me and make me happily revisit Ludacris's intro to Madden 2000 because I, I maybe I conflated them and thought like they were the same song. At oh, OK, yeah. Holy hell, is that Luda Madden song so good, too? Like, there was was a period from, like, 2000 to, like, 2007 where, like, sports game intros were amazing songs. The greatest hip-hop songs. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have a few notes on this one. It was used extensively in media. The NBA used it for the 06-07 playoffs and the game NBA Live 06. It was featured in promotional trailers for the movies Gridiron Gang, Fighting, The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D, and the 2010 remake of The Karate Kid, as well as TV series Friday Night Lights and Pride. It was used in a commercial for the 50th Grammy, Grammy Awards. The UFC used it in a trailer for UFC 129. The song was featured in the 2013 film The Smurfs 2. And the WWE used it in the opening video package for WrestleMania 32. All over the place. <laughs> if if for nothing else, Jay-Z and Mike Shinoda knew what they had with this track. Oh man, it was huge. To, to be able to sell it to that many different places that right? much. Yeah, they knew what they had. They 100 knew what they had. That track is still making them money, guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mike Shinoda said, "Just breaking down the science of music, from my perspective. Plus, I thought it would be a great way to introduce the world to this project." Next track we have right now, featuring Styles of Beyond and Black Thought of the Roots. Yeah. Yes, I. Everything sounds so Lincoln Parky in this one yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I hear is a lot of Lincoln Park. You can really hear and feel the production work that Shinoda put into this. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, and then it also made me realize how much production work he put into Lincoln Park. I was like, no, this dude is the sound. Like he's yeah. the sound of the band. As much right. as you want to, like, yeah, Chester maybe in the heart and the the vocals, but Lincoln Park doesn't exist without Mike Shinoda. Period. Oh, one hundred percent. Does not exist, even though they were made by their record label. Um, they were not made by their record label. <laughs> uh, Black Thought's always welcome on any track. Uh, any, I don't even care what genre. He can do yeah. whatever he wants. He, uh, he can come kills it on this song. He kills on everything. I've never he, heard he a Black does. Thought. I've never heard a Black Thought verse and was like, I could have done without it. It's it always oh, ever. He's amazing. He's a, he's one of my favorite lyricists. I would yeah. say possibly of all time. Now this. This track, even though you have Black Thought, who is a, you know, well-known conscious hip-hop guy. I'm not going to get into conscious hip-hop again. If you want to hear my opinion and me talking about conscious hip-hop, you can listen to the Black Star episode. But (laughs) this track, it's not as much conscious as it's more like like this motivational slash inspirational hip hop genre. Like there, there Mm -hmm. has to be another name for it. I don't know what it is, but something about like inspirational hip hop rubs me real wrong oh even yeah. like more than those opinions that i had about conscious hip-hop today <laughs> okay like it's just like i'm just like you're just cheering me on and like we're gonna get it done i don't know just it for for me for me it just never it has never done it this album had its most plays in locker rooms of high school football games like that's where <laughs> oh, this record was played all the time because it was just a bunch of bros pushing each other into lockers they we're gonna win this game okay <laughs> he's off the throttle there champ he's off the throttle but i it this the, the track itself even though it's that it doesn't i don't i don't dislike it i i, I that, that's all i have to say about this track i got nothing else <laughs> okay next up is petrified next up is petrified and th- this song the beat on this it's such a mid 2000s sound like the, i know the, the, like the scratch or the squeal or whatever the hell's going on <laughs> yeah you don't hear that you don't hear that anymore. No. Now, before I get into more of this, I need to say that I didn't feel 
one way or another about this record. Like it, it, so, so oh, when that's I say something, worse. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, yeah. because I, I don't dislike it, but I also didn't like it. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. But then because we're doing a show, because I have to find things to say, most of the things that I say may sound negative. Yeah. But that's just because I'm looking for something to say. And, sure. I, and I, every time I would look for something, I get more irritated at myself as like, why don't I feel any way about this? Like, why yeah. do I not feel one way or the other? So on this one, I said that the lyrics feel really corny and like paint by numbers to me. Like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, I saw that coming. And I never really understood where a lot of people talk about like, quote unquote, corny bars. But then I like hear some of these lyrics and I'm just like, is that what they're talking about? Because it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Something about it to me just felt. And, and again, it until I had to sit down and think about something to say it, nothing, nothing. It didn't bother me. Corniness didn't even appear. It was just like, there it is. That's the album. Okay. It was just kind of, it was just kind of a shrug. A lot of it, which sure, yeah. made me more irritated because I was like, <laughs> I have to have an opinion. I need to need an opinion on this. Right. Well, Mike said the only word I can use to describe this song is irresponsible. It's just a trash talking battle track. Mike Shinoda would have never been able to put this record out without Lincoln Park. Yeah, probably not. Like he doesn't get we can even take Jay-Z out of the equation. He doesn't get like unless he's paying for it out of pocket, like this, the, the studio time paid for by record label to make a hip hop record. I don't know about that. Mm. If he's not, if Lincoln Park didn't exist. I mean, I can give you that. I uh, I don't know. Moving on to the next track, Feel Like Home. <laughs> Moving on. Feel Like Home, yep. Featuring Styles of Beyond, again. I like the scratching a lot on this. I, lo- I love rec- yeah. record scratching. I'm a big yep. fan of scratching, especially when it's done, like, not when it's done through record scratching. It's not done, you know. <laughs> By a hitting a button for a sound. All of these beats are are really great but i feel like you he should have used like the you know that that like getting dressed rule like where you put your whole outfit on all your accessories and then you always take one thing off like that's how <laughs> you get the perfect outfit okay i, I, like I don't know that them, rule but okay i feel like all these beats just need like one accessory taken off like just take there's like one extra noise that if you just take that off but th- also that's my sensibilities to what I enjoy currently in hip hop, you know, like, so sure. this, this was the sound for the time, but just with my current viewpoint of what I want from beats, if they right. took one thing off, took one thing out of each of these, it would be pretty great. Gotcha. Maybe I'm spoiled by the, the lyricists and storytellers I have now. And that I prefer to listen to, I get more irritated that I want to like it or want to hate it. Like I, I want one way or the other, sure. but I don't either way. It's just kind of like a shrug for this track again. Like the, gotcha. just, just another shrug. Yeah. Next track is where'd you go featuring Holly Brooke known professionally as Skylar gray and Jonah Montranga known by his solo project. One line drawing all caps banger B A N G E R. This track is insanely good. Yeah, insanely super good. good yeah and this was the one that was on the charts in the last episode that we talked about correct i believe so yeah this is where this is the it, one that's this this coming my way spawned this episode yes yeah this song is fantastic top to bottom i wish i had more good things to say about it because everything seemingly was bad from other tracks but this thing's just great it's just a great song i i love every bit of it maybe I need more of that variation. I, I need more than just Mike Shinoda and Styles of Beyond rapping. Maybe I need yeah. somebody in here singing a hook or something. Sure. But it is, it's, it's great. I love, I love this track a lot and it deserved to be on whatever, whatever the charts were. When we talked <laughs> right. About it right. Uh, Mike said a lot of people do songs about being on the road or on tour. I wanted to do a song from the opposite side, the other perspective. It was weird. I just came into the studio and sat down and played it. The words were there in a matter of probably two minutes. A few weeks later, I decided I wanted Holly to sing it instead of me because I thought her voice would make the, the track so much more powerful. It makes my wife cry every time she hears it. Glad, glad you're writing the song to make your wife cry, Mike. Good, good <laughs> I wouldn't like this track as much if he was singing it, although I don't right. dislike his singing voice, but she makes this song 
so good for what it is. Yeah. I don't know if this was Skylar Gray's first track that she was featured on, but she went on a run of being on so many like hip hop tracks and just killing it every single time. Yeah, I definitely recognize the name, but I don't yeah. I couldn't pull anything that she was a part of. Next track in stereo. In stereo. I love this beat. But how do you like this beat? Because it's really electronic. It is. I personally have no notes next to this song. <laughs> okay, so this, is a good, this isn't one <laughs> of your top tracks. It is not one of my top tracks. I don't dislike it because I overall I do like this project, but it's not one that I it's not one that I listen to more than any other. Okay. I like it. It's See, still good. I love the track, like the whole idea, like the first thing I do with a beat is I got to hear it bouncing off the street. Like I do like, up, yeah, turning up I your lo- car stereo the whole way and letting shit like your rear view rattle. That's my I love that shit. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. The hook itself lacks a bit to me, though. Like, I don't like I loved it coming in. And then that hook was just kind of like, oh, OK, they yeah. did that. That's 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 fine. I wish Mike's rhymes were better. Like, I wish the lyrics were better. I just feel okay. like it's just kind of. It's just it's just kind of there. Like I I anybody who had the possibility to work with Jay-Z could do the same thing from the street. Ooh. Like time wise. <laughs> I'm not saying production wise. I, I think the production on this thing is, is amazing. I think yeah. I think he really shines there. I, I stated it in a in a later track, I think. I would love to hear a lot of these beats. And even him producing things, kind of like how Pharrell is. Like Pharrell will just go mm. and produce somebody. And like it's you can absolutely hear it's a Pharrell track, but he doesn't even right. sing on it. Like he's just the producer. Yeah. I would love to see Mike Schnoda producing some stuff for like some rappers. I would love to hear that shit because I think it would be really, really good. Right. He might have. I don't I don't have like a full listing of the the work he's done, but he he Yeah. I imagine he probably did, even after putting this record out, I imagine a couple people were probably like, Oh man, I need to get a hold of one of his beats. I just feel myself like every time he'll like, I'll be listening to him rapping and I'll be trying to get into it. And then he'll say something. I'll just like shake my head. No, I'm just like, no, 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 that can't be what you decided went there. That can't be with a word you decided to rhyme. The one that I saw, I saw a train coming. Like I heard the train horn coming. That's how much that was. (laughs) Yeah. Next track is back home featuring common and styles of beyond. Yeah. Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) Common's doing common things on this. Uh, I love yes, the dude. Love the sounds. I yep. love. I love the idea. Even if it didn't happen, there's that little moment where Common like shouts like he's in the studio with Mike, and Mike shouts back. Yes, I guarantee that didn't happen. Yeah, even if it didn't happen, I love yeah. the idea of it. So do I. What up, Com? I, I and I honestly do feel like Common would be one of the coolest dudes to just hang out with. Yeah, I could see he just would just be so just such a chill dude like Mm -hmm. like nothing would phase him anything could be happening and you just you just be having a conversation with common yeah it would just be insane i would i would love it um other than common's verse though the the rest of this track is kind of just a shrug to me just kind of okay next track is cigarettes yep i don't know if i 100 percent agree or disagree with the track i don't know it's such a weird like self-aware but like if like the hip hop awareness that like he's also doing the things he's complaining about in other tracks, it's really weird to me. Yeah, it's it a is really, really weird fit. Yeah. The track alone, like if I don't take it within the context of this record, I think the track is great and mm. I think it's a great idea. Like it's a great theory. It's a great concept. I could see a yeah. whole concept album of this. I think it would be insane. Right. I, I really like the track in in theory, at least the interpretation theory, I took yeah. out of it. Yeah. Like I, I really like the track a lot. I, a lot. I like how he compares to like it compares how cigarettes aren't really that bad compared to like rappers who haven't really lived the life they rap about. And then again, though, then there's other times where like he'll say something a different track and I'm like, I mean, I don't know your life, Shinoda. But... <laughs> right. That, right. that just doesn't it doesn't <laughs> I feel like you might be doing what you're say you what you, you shouldn't be doing. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I may have got and this is the problem when 
some tracks try to get deep. I think I go deeper than them, which makes it not <laughs> yeah, work. Right, right. So that that might be what happened. Like if I would have just dealt with the track and been in the track and listened to it, maybe. But then I start thinking about like the guy that wrote the track and the other things he does. But as a track right. alone, I like the track a lot. Yeah. Mike said, it's about how I feel about hip hop right now. There's a funny similarity between the rap industry and the cigarette industry. We know they aren't telling us the complete truth, but we buy it anyway because we're just using it as an escape. It's like a good R-rated movie, like Scarface. Not only does he compare hip hop and cigarettes, but also Scarface now. All right. I'm glad you got to do this album, Mike. (laughs) Moving on to Believe Me. Featuring Styles of Beyond and Eric Bobo, who is a percussionist for the Beastie Boys, Cypress Hill, and Ritmo Machine. This was the third single, right? I think it was, because I I think... I thought Petrified. I think I heard this one before. Mm. That's the only reason I thought it was, because I don't remember Petrified at all. I didn't recognize it. But this one, okay. to me, felt like I've heard it before. Okay. I think the lyrics are boring. Yeah. And, and I, I need... Like even Styles of Beyond, they have the same kind of flow and rhythm and cadence that Mike does. Yeah. So like it's all kind of one note to me. And by the way, that's coming from a guy that loves 21 Savage, whose kind of whole thing <laughs> is that he raps in like one note. Like that's kind of what he does. You took my argument away from me. <laughs> Were you gonna, <laughs> you're going to go 21 Savage at me? At the end, if you if you had anything, uh, yeah. if you had anything to say. Yeah, I, again, I but. Even with that, I don't hate the song. Sure. I actually like it a little bit, but it's just, it's just, that's me struggling to find something. I don't know why none of this gave me one way or the other. I wish I would have hated it. This would have made this episode easier. Yeah. I could have come in and just been shitting all over this thing. <laughs> and even though that might be what it sounds like, it's not, because that's just me trying to talk. Like, I, yeah. it, this record, it upset me because I didn't feel any way <laughs> oh, about no. it. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. I have no clue. That's funny. Uh, Mike said about Believe Me that this is a pretty weird song to me. Lots of strange dynamics, big 90s NYC drums, classic rock chord progression, Latin percussion. I love how it all came together. So he's a big fan of his song. I'm glad. Uh, and that's you could tell like you could tell that this is and I say it all the time. This is what he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, he had a blank check to do whatever oh, yeah. the shit he wanted to do it's definitely a passion project for for him i think i don't think that passion is happiness though because in the next track get me gone it really feels like this is just a vengeance tour like he's just (laughs) some of it yeah he's just doing it to prove that he can he's like look what i did i'm a fucking hip-hop guy i do this (laughs) jay-z's my executive producer what are you talking about that's gonna be so awesome too agreed (laughs) agreed But th- this track really made me think like, oh, this whole thing, even though some of these tracks are more in depth, this whole thing is just because somebody told you that you're not a good rapper. Yeah. <laughs> like Linkin Park doesn't need you as a rapper. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, check this out. I can make a whole rap record. Yeah. And this is definitely the one where I said I wish I heard his production with other rappers without him rapping on it or Styles of Beyond, which... They have the same cadence and flow, which just became redundant to me. Yeah. Next track, High Road. Have you heard John Legend on any other hip hop tracks? Oh, yeah. Have you heard Green Light with Andre 3000? No, but I want to now. You should. I believe it's off John Legend's record. But oh, okay. It kind of reminds me of this. Any, it's just any three stacks feature I'm in for. It's it's and yeah it's I mean it's always it's like Black Thought if he th- yeah. if he shows up if he's on of, anything it's going to be amazing. But I think Greenlight's the first time I heard John Legend on like a hip hop R and B track, mm-hmm. and then it did that it really reminded me of that like this really reminded me of that. I was sure. like, yeah, that 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 works. It works seamlessly. Like I don't I, I didn't even know who John Legend was before I heard Greenlight, and then right. I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in yeah. with this. This is the first time I heard like an R and B guy cuss. I was like, oh my God, that sounds so smooth when he sings bullshit like that. (laughs) Next up, we have Kenji. If this album had even like two more Kenjis on it, it would be incredible. Because Kenji, the track itself is amazing. Yeah. I think if he he had ever pitched this album with like to Jay-Z, Kenji's Mm -hmm. the track that got this album made. 
Right. Because Kenji is an amazing storytelling track. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible about his story about his family's story. I don't know if it's his actual like family talking or if it's clips of something, but it's it's fantastic. I love this track. I wish this track had I wish this album was nothing but 10, 11 Kenjis. Kenji's like it's just yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, about Kenji, Mike said, I'm half Japanese and the song is based on my family's story during World War Two in an internment camp. After the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the U.S. government began a period of racial profiling. They put all the Japanese Americans in secluded camps for the duration of the war. Uh, my dad was three years old and had 12 brothers and sisters. My oldest aunt was in her 20s and had four kids. Her youngest was born in camp. Her husband died in camp. They stayed there for the duration of the war captive. Once they were released, they returned to vandalized homes and racial tension. So, yeah, this is his story or his family's story, at least. And this is something that, especially in 05, a lot of people didn't know that that happened. Yeah, this song is great. Kenji yeah, is an incredible cool, yeah. song. Yeah. It's it's without a doubt my favorite on the record. I'll spill that now. Like, it's, okay. it's an incredible track. Kenji is yeah. amazing. Next up, Red to Black. It's just lackluster. I, at this point, I think I was just just at the end of my rope. Sure. I was just like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't dislike it, but I don't like it. I, I'm just kind of just shrug. I listen to it. Yeah. Okay, that song's over. Shrug. The battle just deleted. It's unnecessary. I don't need that minute in there. Yeah, I don't even it. know why that was in there because it's not even Mike. It's uh, self-titled is the yeah. artist who is rapping it. So I was like, why is it even like it's not a produced song it's just a clip from a live battle that he decided to throw on here i like why is this even here well because self-titled is now on a platinum record that's why right <laughs> right <laughs> and then final track slip out the back linkin park intro feel is another one of those linkin parky songs yeah it's it's featuring mr han who is the the name of the dj for linkin park that that would explain why it sounds yeah. like a barky then. That would be why. Other than that, I would just be grasping to find something to say about this. I, I it's, it's fine. I just don't really care. Like I don't. Sure. It's just it's it's a shrug. Yeah, it's a shrug. So all in all, I don't yeah. know if because I have Lincoln Park in my head as such a definitive sound. Yeah, that when I hear this, I'm missing that other dimension of Lincoln Park because like, I am hearing Lincoln Park. Yeah. But I'm only hearing half of Lincoln Park. So it's, everything feels incom- everything feels incomplete to me. Yeah. And I'm I'm missing like a little heaviness here and there too. Like that yeah. it's I don't know. I I can't get to the bottom of to why I it's a shrug. I can't get to the bottom of why I didn't love it or hate it. I wanted to do one or the other cuz I I <laughs> you know I'm all, I'm all about extremes. I like one right. way or the other. <laughs> and this one, I just felt like I couldn't get down off that line. Like I would just sure. rode that line the entire record. There's a, there's a few bright spots on it. Yeah. Uh, my top three, I always said my, my number one's Kenji. It will be yep. Kenji. Is that your number one? Yeah, it's my number two. Number two. What's your number one? Right now. I love the Black Thought feature. I, I love Black Thought, but why did Styles of Beyond have to show up every time there was another fucking feature i don't know like uh, i would have were... been i would have been okay with them showing up on other songs but every time there's a feature i'm like why are they on, on it too? too it's so they can say they were on a common record they were on a black thought record yes and i don't know if i don't even think i have anything against those guys it just all right. sounded too similar similar to yeah i forgot to mention that on red to black it featured styles of beyond kenna and jonah matranga but yeah that's another song that they were featured on so it's like what seven songs they were on yeah this is a styles of beyond record just as much as well not again not just as much because you can hear mike shinoda all over this <laughs> right my number two is where'd you go okay that is a capital b capital a capital n capital g capital e capital r banger yeah. it's my number three and my number three is remember the name <laughs> <laughs> because you remember the equation I remember the equation, and that song <laughs> is actually great. It is actually great. It actually yeah. that track is probably, if I had to compare that track to any track that we've already talked about this episode, it's mm. that's probably like a my hump sick like track. No, I got like, it. Is it, it is a bit embarrassing? Like if yeah. you, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be blasting that out of my car driving around. But sure. I like it a lot. I'm a big yeah. fan. 
So what was your third? Or your my third number? was where'd you go? But I I cheated and have a fourth. I love back home. That common feature is fantastic. I wish I cared. I tried. I don't like Styles of Beyond. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it all one note. Go ahead and ask me the question. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I guess I have to ask you the question because we're all about formality here. Uh, so, uh, Fort Minor, the Rising Tide brand, thrown, own, phone, or grown? Like, I don't want to grown it because I that means I felt negatively about it. Yeah. But I'm not going <laughs> to listen to this again. I might listen to those three tracks again. So, right. I guess... Phone those it's three like tracks. A, it's like a partial phone with a shrug, I guess. Like, can sure. I put an asterisk? Can I put it like with an asterisk beside it? Then we could put it down in the like the legend underneath that says what an we're, asterisk means. We're gonna start doing asterisk episodes now. Like, like partial, partial phone and partial shrug. <laughs> right. But not, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Like, at not not one point until I was trying to come up with an emotion. Was I like, I don't like this or I want, sure. I don't want to listen to this. I, every time I listened to it, I, it didn't bother me, mm-hmm. but it also didn't make me go like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy a Fort Minor t-shirt. Like never <laughs> that happened. I think that maybe if I heard this in 05, I would feel way different about it. Right. Like maybe the way I'm feeling about this is the way that somebody listening to hybrid theory now would feel like it might just feel different than, sure. than I remember it being. So the fact that you listened to this when it came out, or at yeah. least close to when it came out, maybe you can't separate that nostalgia, and I don't yeah. have that nostalgia to latch onto. Right. Well, as you know, this wasn't originally on the list for you. Like this yeah. popped up because of the last episode. You said you never listened to it, and I said, yeah. "Oh man, I don't even remember it that well." <laughs> yes. But when I did go back and listen to it, I remembered how much I did like this. Like I, I actually do love this record. And if I could find it on vinyl, I would pick it up. I was going to say, you still like it as much as you did? Oh, yeah, dude. I went back in and just started rapping along with it, like, right off. Okay. Yeah, yeah like I said, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I didn't dislike it. I just also yeah. didn't like it. So No, this is one of those situations where probably the nostalgia, like, 2005 me kicked in and liking it again. But we just had... Because that happened to me for the Ice Nine Kills record, but then I was like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but you felt a completely different way about it. So yeah, that just didn't know. that just didn't happen on this. Yeah. Again, I didn't dislike it. And I think Mike Shinoda's production is amazing. I just yeah. it kind of because boring is also not the word either. Because it didn't bore me because I, no. I, I didn't have a problem when I was listening. It just kind of just existed. Like it was just right. kind of there. Well, you weren't just listening to the Rising Tide. What else were you listening to this week? Oh, I have a wild throwback record of the week this week. Um, and I've never listened to it before because this band, wow, as we talked about, about like selling out and this is not the kind of music I'm into. A couple months ago, I went back and listened to their first record. Okay. And then I I really liked it. So then I downloaded their second and it was kind of just sitting there and I mm-hmm. like I just didn't listen to it. But then I just threw it on this week and I loved it. It is My Chemical Romance's Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Yeah, it's super good. And it was just one of those bands that I felt like I couldn't listen to because I'm sure the word poser was probably thrown around. I don't oh, know. Yeah, why. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's yeah. fucking poser. That's not metal. No, they never tried to be metal. They but their first record is heavy as shit. I their first record I love so much. Yeah, it's so heavy. But their second one, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, catapulted them into like superstardom at the time. That track Helena, holy shit, that was all over the place. I mean, Helena, I'm not okay. Yeah. They're both giant songs. And oh, yeah. those two alone could have you know this band could have rode that out for fucking six years oh for sure but then they yeah. like put three more actually no because then black parade came out and, and that was huge too made them even bigger like that yeah. this is just a band that knew what they were doing three cheers is my record of the week what's your record of the week uh my record of the week is actually an ep by weezer they just came out with their second installment of the seasons project they're working on the summer ep so seven tracks Pretty solid. I really like it. There's one track on there called Records um, that I really, really dug. 
I was do it. It was fine. Yeah. But I really liked this summer project. I liked the spring section of it. From what I remember, I went back and listened to it earlier this morning. I didn't finish the whole thing, but I'm really hoping that they put out like a, a double LP of all four seasons once it's done. I'll pick that up. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not too extremely priced. But uh yeah, I liked I liked this summer this summer EP uh part of the project a lot. I liked it a lot. I should have put money that that was going to be your record of the week cuz I would have won. All that's left is for me to give you a record. Yeah, uh what am I listening to this week? The band is Devil Driver, one word, and yeah, self-titled. It'll okay. be self-titled. Sweet. And this should be interesting. Something uh something a little harder than we've been the last little bit now. And it's actually going to be interesting because no, we'll talk about that in the episode. But <laughs> there, I when I came into this band, it was from a different direction than the way you're coming into this band, which will also mean that you will go be going into a different band in a different direction. So I'm going to be very interested. Okay, that's that's to see how anything an goes. Odd I know description. That was yeah, I know that was, was very cryptic. <laughs> but this record is 12 songs, 41 minutes long, so not super cool, not long. Bad. Yeah. Other than that, follow us on Twitter at AOLPod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Other than that, go tell a construction worker about us. There's enough of them. There, there are enough of them. And I'm sure we play. We sound better, actually, when you're like 80 feet in the air on steel beams. So I'm sure that, that's the demo I want is those dudes up there walking across those steel beams. Don't jump. Listening to the sultry tones of the Are You Listening podcast. <laughs> um, other than that, Scott, thank yeah. you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Yeah, thank you, brother. Are you listening? Are you listening? It's Jay. It's Jay-Z. I got a cup full of tea too hot to drink and a belly full of croutons, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Don't jump. <laughs>